I can't take it anymore. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the New Blurt. We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. They most certainly do know how to play the game. Hi, I'm Keely. Uh, tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation of the Wurrung people. Sovereignty is never ceded, always has been and always will be Aboriginal land. If you have just uh, stumbled onto this uh, video tonight, you are listening to the new blurt. And it is uh, approximately five minutes past eight on the 26th of September. And it's a balmy evening here. And as you see, we've got a bit of AFL fever. So good evening, Wensai. Hello and go pies. And before I continue, I acknowledge the Jagra people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands of which I'm coming to you live. I pay um, my respects to the Jagra and Turbal peoples, uh, elders past, present and emerging. Yes. What a match. What it a was. Match. It was. It was. And uh, I was talking to a dude, a young dude, when I was coming home from the game. And mm. uh, anyone who hasn't seen the game, Collingwood won by one point. Last uh, year, we lost by one point and didn't get in the prelim. And uh, I said mm. to this kid, I said, if you keep watching games like that, there's no chance you're ever going to get to my age. Um <laughs> <laughs> no chance at all. Uh, um, oh my god! And you were you were at the at the yeah, game. I was, I was, and the guy I was sitting next to was exactly like me. It was just so, so completely anti, so completely invested in the game, and we, <laughs> we were just. We were just sitting there just going, there's nothing you can do, obviously, except just watch it. And uh, yeah. you just, for seven minutes, nearly 10 minutes, you're just like, <laughs> We and just then, go, like hugging each other going, oh, we can't watch, I can't watch, and just keep looking at the match. <laughs> no, I, I, I hugged him after the game, but he yeah. wasn't really much of a hugger, but I hugged him oh, after the game anyway. I tried to hug someone else as well, but yeah, I'll tell you, some guys, seriously. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, it was amazing because it, uh, people that don't follow a football or don't follow a sport, a really competitive sport, etc., cetera, uh, will not understand um, the adrenaline rush when your team wins. Because when, when you have no control over something, but you have so much of a vested interest in it, it's 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 a bit weird uh, when you look mm. at it that way. I uh, I suppose, but but when when it comes to fruition, oh my god! Seriously, to God, yeah. I like after as soon as we won, I was like, I was just hands on knees, just um, mm. trying to breathe. I, yeah. I really was <laughs> just oh my god. So yeah. It was, uh, and I could yeah. only imagine. At, at least you got yeah. to celebrate with. 
I was just going to say, at least you got to celebrate with 90 plus thousand people. I got to celebrate with no one. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were having a me party. Yes. Um, well, there was, I think it was 97,000 at the G, I believe. And I, mm. and I think the half of the thousand were the giant sport. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Greater Western. Oh, is that what they are? Giants? Giants, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Greater Western Giants, yeah. They were not Giants that day. Well, no, they weren't. But I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, um, all intents and purposes, I actually think they were the better team on the day. They they played the better football, but what they didn't do is they didn't know how to play the smart football to close out the game. That's what they didn't know how to do. And the pies are really good at and they've practiced for a long time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, doing exactly right. Times. Yeah. Yeah, they just in those moments they know exactly what to do and they just mm. don't allow the ball to to come out, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They, you know, uh, field position is paramount where where their backs mm. are to to where the off- offense is um situated yeah. when they're trying to kick a goal and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. no, it was pretty amazing, but it was an amazing game, but that was then. This is now, and uh, yeah. what else has happened this week in the news? Yes, well, that's it, isn't it? The the grand final is happening this mm. Saturday, and uh, I hope yes. you're watching. I'll be watching. Hope... Yes, good, 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 good. Are you going to watch with anyone <laughs> in particular, or just you yourself and I? Uh, it'll be me, myself, and I again. I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> Party okay. of three. Right. Yep. Well, you need to lock yourself in a room with a few beers then and uh, get some yep. snacks. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll just double fist during the night. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I love saying it. <laughs> this is this is a family show. I mean, seriously. That, you can't say that I'm on this talking show. Of, I'm talking about two beers in one in oh, each hand, okay? Of course. People. Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> Nothing I else. Keep your mind out of I, the gutter. I should have bleeped that. That was, that was not good. <laughs> but um, uh, something else that's happened this week. So, yeah, so that will happen this week. The parade is on on Friday. Um, yep. If you're a prize supporter, get down there. Support the team. There will be thousands of people down there. I will be one of those thousands. Um, Excellent. I was there in 2018 for the parade, and I'm pretty sure I was there for 2010 as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely be there, probably 2011 as well. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely Such be there for this one. Ah, well, you know, you you gotta get them over the line. Oh, so yeah. you know, show them the support. Know. That's exactly right. And talking about support, our illustrious leader. Dan Andrews, Dan the man. Oh, if he can't do so it, no sad. one can. Yeah, well, he's been there for nine years. Nine he's been leader of Victoria for nine years. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's uh, he's he's done a lot since he's been here, and um, a, a lot of uh, there's many has many haters, and mm-hmm. he also has a lot of Dan lovers as well. Um, yeah. There is there's many many people that uh, really like Dan. Mm. Um, so many supporters on Twitter. Oh yeah, and there's so many that troll him as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but, um, but you know, you, you're going to get that if you put your head above um, the pulpit and um, you try to change things and and you change it in a way that people don't mm. like it. Well, you know, uh, you know, as he said, you, you you can't always do things that are popular. You have to do things that are right. 
Correct. And yeah. um, as as bad as the um, uh, the adjustments and the holdups and all of the sort of infrastructure in the city at the moment mm-hmm. in Melbourne because of so much construction, um, he was just saying. I, I heard him just say uh, that because they asked him what's you know one of the best things that he's done since he's been uh, leader, and he mm-hmm. said one of the best things he's done was just the other day which was he went for a ride in the new train mm-hmm. um, that wasn't publicised at all, but he went for a ride in the new train to go right mm-hmm. through the um, all the stops, stop at each stop and mm-hmm. thank each and thank the workers at all oh, of those wow. stops and then get back on the train. Yeah, the, the media didn't uh, even know about it. There was no leakage, oh, nothing. Wow. And he said it was so, nice. Did he do that because he already had planned the resignation and so he wanted to go out there and do that? And, and make sure that he... Or anything. No, no, no. But, but what? And make sure that he said thank you for all their hard work. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe he probably did um, uh, do it for that reason because, yeah, mm. I think probably a week or so, I think he's been thinking yeah. about um, he's, you know, he wants to have, have enough sort of thing. He's had enough. I mean... He's been in the game. I mean, he's been leader for nine years. Sorry, he's been leader of Victoria for nine years. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's been the leader of Victoria. Sorry. He's been... He was... The... Go for it. I was just going to say, wasn't he um, opposition leader for 13 years? Oh, 13, no. Was it 13? Or was it three years? Maybe it was one election three. cycle. I would have I thought three. Yeah. Because I think he's been in the game for about 13... Sorry, I think he's been the leader for about 13 years. And I think he's been the leader of the Victoria government for mm. nine. Yeah, maybe that's what I read. Yeah, three years. I think, yeah, I think that's a go. But he's been in it for 20 years. Mm. Um, so, you know, he's he's been representing... Uh, he's been the MP of Mulgrave for 20 years. So that's yeah. that's a long time to um, mm. to represent your um, constituents and and your electorate. Yeah. Um, so I personally say thank you, Dan, for everything that you've done. I really appreciated it. I know there's other people that don't necessarily feel the same way as I said, but I definitely yeah. do, and my other half does as well. Mm. Um, I didn't even live under his premiership, and I recognize the good that he's done um one of the things that i loved what he did was and the project's still running is the removal of railway crossings um which caused deaths delays in traffic and things like that and stimulated the economy improved um in the process upgraded a lot of train stations around melbourne um, and safety as well at the stations um it's nothing like i remember when I've gone past a few train stations and I've gone, oh, my God, that's different to when I was here last, like, 14 years ago. So, yeah, huge, huge Yeah, no, no, you're 100% correct. There's so many, like, um, huge stations now um, that mm. have been um, that have been built, uh, you, you know, like super stations, as you were saying, like, there's one in Box Hill. There's one in Water Gardens. I think they're like they're massive. Like Footscray okay. was built right out. Footscray is a really big station. 
It's quite a nice mm-hmm. station, actually, Footscray. And a, um, yeah, yeah, no, they've done a bit of work in there as well. They they did. They they have and they did do a lot of work on the trains um, yeah. since he's been there. Yep. And the mob before them did absolutely sweet FA. They did mm. nothing for the public transport at all. Um, yeah. And so... So, yeah, so it's, it's been very different and it has been definitely very progressive. Um, mm. A couple of things. Uh, the announcement was made at the Snap Press Conference, blah, blah, blah. Andrew's deputy, Jacinta Allen, later confirmed she would run for leadership mm-hmm. of the Victorian Labor Party. Now, I know for a fact our friend Mick Diambo really wants her mm-hmm. to be Premier. So so that's oh, okay. a good... Um, uh, that's a good... Um, uh, someone that, uh, good to have on your side. The reason I say mm. that is because not that he necessarily repre- represents all of Vic- uh, Ambulance Victoria, but he mm-hmm. represents someone from Ambulance Victoria, mm-hmm. and um, and he, you know, firsthand sort of sees what the the government does in his area. Mm. If you understand yeah. what I mean, so for him to say that he would really like Jacinta Allen to be there, she must be quite good, and maybe he's had some it- some dealings. Yeah, that that was going to be my question. Do you know is is it because he's of of stuff or things that she's worked on? Is, was she a health minister or did has she done anything? Uh, Jacinda Allen was a former or? was a former deputy, and I don't know. Oh, sorry, she is the deputy now. So deputy now, yeah, yeah. So she's deputy now. So, but she's going to throw her um, hat in the ring. I don't know because at uh, 12 p.m. tomorrow there's going to be a leadership um, ballot to Uh see who's going to be because at 5 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, uh, Dan Seems so quick. (laughs) From the landscape. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a smart way of doing it. You don't do what you don't do what bloody ScoMo does, just hang around yeah. and keep getting your 200 grand for no reason. Mm. I mean, that's just scumbaggery. I mean... Yeah, well, he thought he was going to keep know, winning, but... Dan's, Dan's doing the right thing. He's... So Andrews was joined by his wife, Catherine, and their sons, Noah and Joseph, and he said he would resign as both Premier and the member for Morgrave. So as I say, all ties cut mm. completely. Yeah, it's completely um, out, isn't he? And a, a 20... Yeah, that's it. At twenty, but you know, but that's the interesting thing, and it doesn't surprise me because that's very much Dan. It's like when Ooh. he's out, he's out, and when he's in, he's in. Yep. If you know what I mean, and and that's what yeah. he was saying as well. He can't think of anything else when he's been in the job. It's just mm. like twenty four seven. He's thinking about how to make Victoria better, and obviously through the code um, situation, what he needs to do to keep people safe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he's either all in or all out. And this time yep. he's all out. Uh, what am I do? I've just got a two minute, 54 second video I could share. Highlight the show. to go. You won't be able to go to the pub. That doesn't mean you can have all your mates around to home and get on the beers. So we need to to be proud today. We need to be optimistic. We need to be confident, but we also need to be COVID safe. And I'm very confident that that's exactly what Victorians will do. Can I confirm that what you're saying is, is that we can finally get back on the beer? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm drinking a beer tonight. We'll be higher up the shelf. Pioneering Premier Daniel Andrews announced $128 million to grow the crop and administer the program particularly for little kids who suffer severe uh, epilepsy medicinal cannabis oil can be the difference
difference between life and death. What is your message to Brandenburg, who continues to uh, be frustrated with your roadmap uh, or your change roadmap? Well, it's all about the politics with this bloke, isn't it? It's all he does. It's all he does. He's not a leader. He's just a liberal. Speaker, only when you've experienced something like that, only when you've seen someone you love succumb feebly and painfully to what some people might even describe as a good death, you start to think about what on earth must qualify as a bad death. That's fine. Those issues. I'll go back to my question but just, about but just before you do, and I'm more than, I'll stand here for as long as you want me to, right? Let's be clear. But I'm not having a situation, and I don't believe it is unreasonable for me to pull you up when you make statements that, not for the first time, this is now the second or third occasion when you have put something to me that is absolutely incorrect. No, and there won't be a state memorial service. I couldn't think of anything that would be more distressing for victim survivors than that. Laws did not just punish homosexual acts, they punished homosexual thought. They had no place in a liberal democracy. They have no place anywhere. The Victorian Parliament and the Victorian Government were at fault. For this, we are sorry. On behalf of this House, we express our deepest regret. The Victorian Government apologises for the forced removal from your family, from your country, community, culture and language, and for depriving you of your birthright by actions perpetrated on you. And that's what must be done. Beers, 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 get on the beers, 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 get on the beers, 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 get on the beers, he will live forever in our uh, beer education segment, our sting for that. Yes, he he absolutely will. I was, I was about to go. Do you think you've heard that before? You have. I, uh, I have appropriated it for yes. a future occasion. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you, you, will, you will keep hearing that. You will definitely keep hearing that. That's right. So, there you go. Anyway, uh, see you later, Dan. I really appreciate what you yeah. did for Victoria. I know how much uh, you have done. And I'm glad we didn't get the games because that was going to be ridiculous. And there might have been some uh, bad uh, bad decisions made there. Whatever the situation is, you made a lot of good ones. And uh, yeah. I'm sure at the end of the day, you tried to do your best. So well done, you. Yeah. You're not a bastard. You're here. Yeah. Oh, cheers to you, Dan. Cheers. I don't have beer, but looks like beer. Was that ginger? ginger uh, no, pineapple and lime, cordial. Oh, that is pathetic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on with Sagwatch because I don't have a blah blah for it. So. Yes, yes, we've blabbered on a lot, blurted a lot. We have, we have. What is going on with the screen at Writers what? and Actors Guild of America, my friend? We've right. been following this like it's a bloody rabbit down a hole. What, yes, what's going on? We want our Hollywood movies back on on track. Well, we're not true. there we yet. Do. We do, we do. We're not, we're not hundred percent there yet. Uh, Sunday, we got the Writers Guild um, come to an agreement with the studios. 
Oh, that's um, good. To most of their demands, which is great. Yes, um, very much so. I that's the writers, they, though. They yeah. pretty much... Just the writers? Just the writers, correct. Ah. So they locked themselves up for pretty much five days with the studio honchos and all their um, representatives as well as the writers' guilds, guild. Um, and they've come to an agreement. Pretty much everything that the writers um, asked for, they've gotten, which is great. Um, so that's uh, protections against AI and... Um, the minimum, I think it was three three writers per per job that they've got, um, up to six or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, so a lot of concessions were made by the studios, which is great. However, the actors are still on strike because agreement hasn't been hasn't come through yet. So that's still playing um, out. So we don't have an end for that one yet. Uh, hopefully that won't be too long, but I guess it does mean with the writers coming back, they still need to vote. All the members of the guild need to vote on it first before that strike is officially over. But once that's done, I guess all your late night shows will probably come back on real quick. Um, yeah, but but, the, okay, but that'd be the writers. Yeah, but that'd be the writers. But I mean, they can't really do much if there's no acting. That is true. That is true. That's why I think the late show might shows might come back because it's you mean that's like, my uh, guess Seth, Seth, Seth Myers John Oliver yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon yeah 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 so that my, my guess is that they will come back oh do tell what 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 oh you haven't heard in the last week or two he's been accused of having a really bad environment to work in similar to what's come out about um, um, Lizzo what's her name? in recent um, months and Alan and DeGeneres, Alan. yeah, in previous years, but not nowhere near as bad. But, um, he's apologized that he's the pressure of running the show has probably got to him and things like that, and so it's been a bit negative on, on set at times. Um, but I don't think there's been anything bad oh, wow. that I've read, but yeah. Oh well, you've given yourself some homework there. We we want mm. a bit of extrapolation on the new blurt on that. Thanks uh, very much. So okay, stick that in great. the I love in the homework. new homework. File. <laughs> I know because you don't have enough to do as it is, do you? There's, there's no, no exactly. doubt about that. So, but um, <clears throat> but someone else who probably should have done their homework fell mm. off. I'm just going to pop this up. Fell off this cliff. Ooh. Wow, that's yeah, not a good cliff to, pretty... to fall off. Nah, it's not. Uh, no, she was doing something rather stupid, no? uh, which was trying to take a photo. Well, I assume it's a selfie, yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's she's trying to get herself in that position to to, to take to take a photo <laughs> and walking back, but not having a look or having any idea or a clue what's about her. Um, and so, therefore, uh, she aged in her 20s, so that's quite obvious, mm -hmm. because people okay. that are older than Explains that take photos from in front so they can actually see what mm -hmm. they're taking a photo of, so they would have seen the clue. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, she fell at Cape Woolamai in Phillip Island and was winched to safety by an air ambulance on Sunday. So our friend Mick Amber will probably know all about this. This would have been all mm. about Ambulance Victoria. I'm sure they're having a chat. And mm -hmm. I was actually trying to get Nick Diambo on tonight to have a little anecdote, but it's not getting anything out of him. So he may be on, he might maybe on duty. 
he might actually be on shift. Yes, that's true. But I'm going to try to get him on because he told me a story very, very recently that is very similar to what we are talking about here. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say too much about it because if, if we can get him on, he'll, he'll be great telling this story. I'm sure he's but got it lots is of stories. A great story. And it's well, uh, he has, he has, but so many he can't tell. But this one he can tell. <laughs> He, I did. I did have a word with him, and we will probably see him next week. So mm. I'll uh, have to make sure we get him as a guest because, uh, yeah, he'd be good. He'll, he'll be good to give a little bit of a day in the life of ambulance uh, Victoria. Micah paramedic. I think a lot of people mm. would be quite. Interested. Anyway, the the story that he's got is yeah, is it's reminiscent of this, but mm. I don't want to say too much more than that. As you said at the start of the show, Kate Woolamite, Phillip Island, and uh, that's where she was. Um, trying to take this photo. She was transferred to uh, Alfred Hospital in Melbourne in a stable condition. And Ambulance Victoria spokesman said the woman had been stuck for some time with injuries to her back and upper body. Very, very silly. She said she fell down the cliff face. Yeah, absolutely. On Sunday afternoon, and confirmed the crews worked to winch the woman to safety. So, I mean, this is because someone was just not smart enough to have a look at their oh. environment and yeah. too yeah. self-absorbed taking a damn yeah. selfie. So mm. anyway, she's in hospital now. They're not fatal injuries, but they're still pretty serious. Uh, physics does come with a selfie clause and gravity's a one-way <laughs> trip. I do like that quote. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it is a very good quote. Quote That's from the Bass Coast Acting Police Inspector Dave Fife. That is well a done, brilliant quote. And I'm going to say that again because it is a fantastic quote. He said, the physics doesn't come with a selfie clause and gravity's a one-way trip. That is brilliant. Brilliantly That's done by That's got to be quote of the year. Yeah, I'd reckon. I reckon it does have to be quote of the year. We might do that uh, at the end of the year. We might see if we can find yeah, some quotes good idea. Um, throughout the year and uh, yeah. have quotes of the year. So that, that could mm. be a bit of fun getting up to Christmas yeah. type thing. I don't mean to make light of what happened to her. He said, I'm certainly hoping the lady makes a full recovery, but he said the incident was a reminder for people to be careful outdoors as the warmer Absolutely. weather approached. And uh, she walked off the walking trail. So don't do that. And she's taking a tumble down the cliff. So silly. So, At least she got she got to live to tell the tale. Well, yeah, she's very lucky. She's very, very lucky. In 2015, police said two two people who fell down Cape Warmire cliff face while abseiling were lucky to be alive. At least they were doing something that has Ooh. got an element of risk to it. And right. there's a good chance you can die, and they know what Ooh. they're doing. Um, uh, but anyway. The pair were reportedly halfway down the rock wall when they fell 10 metres onto rocks near the waterline, sparking a large rescue effort. And see, that's that's the other thing with this stuff too. It's that it, it, it affects so many, um, you know, in the, um, in the ambulance side. Yeah, in the rescue. And, and, yeah. yeah, in the rescue and the medical side. Yeah. It just affects so many other people. Um, so do when you're out there, people, think about what you're doing. Have a look where you yeah. are. Don't take this, a selfie on the side of a, of a cliff. It's not a great idea. Yeah. So I think you've got a little bit on woman's buds yes, or I've something. Got just a very quick one. Um, yes, speaking of unusual, funny stories, a woman in America. Um, had to be, didn't it? Had to be, exactly. Had to be rushed to hospital because she had accidentally swallowed half, or not half, but one AirPod, one of those little earbuds that from uh, that Apple cell. 
<laughs> I um, actually could imagine that because what I do with my earbuds sometimes, I could easily see that happening. Yeah. So what she did was she slept with them and then while she was sleeping, it fell out of her ear and she accidentally oh. breathed it in and swallowed it. Oh, God. And, and of course, the fear, of course, is there's batteries inside that could leak. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I didn't so, even that. No. But they did. But, and it was lucky oh, they shit. did because um, they went to hospital and and they quickly realized, yep, definitely in there. And they could tell because they could hear gurgling from her tummy and things like that coming through the <laughs> through the, uh, uh, air, uh, the AirPods. So you could hear everything that was going on in her through the phone. So that's pretty weird. Uh, that she did try to vomit it back up, but couldn't. They had to um, send in like an endoscopy type devicey thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, pull it out. And yeah, so uh, didn't dissolve all the battery. Um, didn't dissolve and lasted almost nine hours in her stomach. So pretty Jesus. resistant to acid. <laughs> yes. You mean the batteries so, were? Uh, yeah, the batteries. So here, here's yeah. the image. Okay. So there's the lady and there's oh, wow. the AirPod that came out of does, her tummy. Does it still work? Um, I think it does because they are sort of waterproof. Ah, um, that's unbelievable. But, yeah, <laughs> the fact that they could still hear her while um, or hear her tummy gurgling and voices echoing in there from, from the outside going in and stuff like that was, yeah, definitely uh, working while it was in there. So yeah, that's how they, and that's why they knew it was definitely in there because they could yeah tell. <laughs> I thought that's, that was quite funny. No, that is that's a great story. I do like that. That's that's very very good. That is excellent. Well, um, that is banter tonight. So now, but it is. Did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives? Be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life, give blood. The Australia Institute produces high quality research that has real world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. I did want to talk about some of the other achievements that have happened recently, like the Indian um, government um, sending a spacecraft to, to the moon, but maybe I'll talk about that briefly another in the time. next episode, another time. Um, but this one on Sunday, um, the OSIRIS-REx, or the Origins Spectral Interpretation Resource Identification Security Regolith Explorer. Bit of a mouthful, that one. Um, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. No, that's why they shorten it to OSIRIS-REx. So yes. um, the Regolith Explorer basically... Um, means regolith is earth ground material type thing and explorer is an explorer so nasa sent um a satellite 
or a spacecraft to an asteroid called Bennu um, all the way back in 2016. It launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida. Um, took almost three or just over three, two years, sorry, to reach the asteroid in 2018 in December. And it started orbiting that asteroid and taking um, images and studying that asteroid up close and personal. How, how, how big is this asteroid? Uh, it's only a few hundred meters in diameter, not not large. Okay. And, um, and how, how long were they filming this thing? So uh, it was there for several months. Um, God, wouldn't you get bored in the end? Oh, another fucking rock. <laughs> another rock. Yep. Oh, another rock. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, maybe scientists love looking at rocks and different shaped rocks. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, look at that. That rock's got a shadow on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, it was actually not a month. It was a couple of years, actually, looking at the time zone, uh, timeline. Um, wow. Yeah, so... The bottom thresholds must be very high. Pretty, pretty high, yeah. Very. Uh, December 31, 2018, it began a detailed survey of the asteroid, um, mapping every portion of the, of the asteroid. Uh, February 2019... Um, they identified, NASA scientists identified four potential sample sites um, of the asteroid. So the idea of this mission was to bring back, collect sample from the asteroid and bring it back to Earth. Uh, so it's February, August 2020. Um, the little satellite, there's a thing that must have um, shot out of the orbiting satellite, goes onto the asteroid and starts yep. practicing its maneuver to, to land. Touch and go is what they call it, TAG. Okay. October 2020, um, it successfully um, picks up sample uh, off the surface, basically using a little scoop and put, putting it into a sealed capsule, which then shot back up to the satellite. Um, May 10, 2021, so a few months later, the uh, that satellite um, starts move, moving back towards Earth. And September 24th, Sunday just gone, um, arrives over Earth and ready to send that little capsule back back to Earth. Uh, so Sunday evening, Australia time, uh, it uh, was ready to be launched from 102,000 kilometres above the surface of the Earth took so that's about a third of the distance between us and the moon so it's pretty pretty far away um release the capsule so, so how long did it take them to get one hundred and two thousand kilometers uh down to the earth not long um it, it was traveling at about forty four thousand kilometers per hour once it um they released it from the capsule or from the a lot faster than the new evs i'll tell you oh definitely uh not as efficient though that's for sure no no, no, that's hundred percent true. Actually, um, uh, just uh, digressing slightly, I, I read the other day they're going up. I think it's to the moon to mm -hmm. see if they can get ice on the moon. Yes, because apparently yes, the ice, uh, the ice cools the fuel in the rockets or whatever it is. 
yeah and provides um water for humans and if, if they're going to have a lunar outpost yeah, yeah so there, there's various uh, missions out there looking for for water everywhere <laughs> well, well in this the case moon, they're, they're looking specifically for ice mm, to, to, yeah you know it's meant to be like a a, a petrol station basically uh, where they can fill up in, in years to come. I'm like, we shouldn't have any fossil fuels by then. Jesus. But anyway, exactly. um, but anyway that's, that's right. just me ranting. Sorry. Um, we digress. Yes, we do. So, look, this asteroid, mm. what are they trying? I mean, what are they trying to get out of it? I mean, I thought asteroids were just like, because I don't know enough about space. Um, mm. I thought <laughs> asteroids were just like in the universe, just floating about floating around and, crashing yeah. into the moon or yeah. earth. um i will get to that in just one second let okay. me just finish oh, this last good. little bit so Sorry, released I'm at 102,000 at 102,000 kilometers above the surface it took about 10 minutes to get to um, utah desert in america um where just before landing a parachute um was released from the capsule to slow it down to 18 k's an hour and a bit of show and tell again. Oh, nice. There is the parachute and said capsule. Oh, right. Landed in the desert, and here's a close up. Oh, wow. Uh, just what's black because it's in got that? It, it, is the asteroid just in that? So there's a little cup like device inside of that huge capsule. That capsule's, I think, around about a meter by a meter. Yeah. By the looks of it. Well, I'm sort of looking at the foliage around it. And mm. yeah, it sort of looks like that about a, maybe a meter and a half high and maybe a meter and a half wide or maybe a little yeah, bit more, a little yeah. bit less, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And inside there's a little con capsule, little container with the um, uh, the asteroid dust and dust and rocks and whatever else that collected. So they don't know exactly what's in there other than um, there's about 250 grams worth of dust, which is the most ever brought back from an asteroid. The Japanese did a mission several years ago and only brought back a few grams of asteroid dust, whereas this one is considerably more. Um, to answer yeah. your question As from asteroid earlier. Dust. Yeah, asteroid dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so to answer your question, why did they choose this one? Um, this asteroid is a remnant from the formation of the solar system. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. they know that because... Um, spectral analysis. So when they study objects from far away, they can use um, uh, spectral analysis where they study the light that reflects off it and things like that. They can work out estimated age of an object. Um, right, right. So for this one, they're estimating it's about four and a half billion years ago when, wow. when this one was created. Wow. Um, yeah, so... And some people ask, why not just study meteorites? But the problem is meteorites come through the atmosphere, can get contaminated, and we don't know exactly from what object they came from. Whereas by going to an asteroid or a comet, we know exactly where where, where it's come from, if we pick anything up. Um, this asteroid is also rich in organic compounds um, that make up part of life as we know it here on earth so that's why they chose that one again they know that by the analyzing it from a distance using spectral, spectral analysis. analysis yeah yep um 
And most asteroids can be found in the asteroid belt, um, which is the ring between um, Mars and Jupiter. Uh, yeah, and because it's so far away, this one is a little bit closer to get to. Um, whereas going to um, Mars and Jupiter would, would have taken a lot longer for it to, to arrive there, study it, and then come back. So they chose an asteroid that was a little bit closer to Earth. So they're the main reasons why they chose that one. Okay, look, uh, that is pretty fascinating. So with this dust, mm. what 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 are they, um what are they wanting to get out of the dust now? I mean, is Richard Branson wanting to snort it, or because he, <laughs> he, he would love to, you know, have something that's four billion years old? Anything that's a bit weird sure. that's in space, I'm sure he'd be all over it. Type thing. I'm but, sure he would. Um, so that has probably already now landed at the NASA's um, Johnson Space Center in Houston um, yeah. on Monday, 25th of September, which is already passed, I think, in America. Yeah. Uh, going by the time distance, uh, time difference. Um, so once it's there, um, they've got a special compound in there that keeps it in pristine condition, so it's not contaminated by Earth microbes um, or viruses or anything um, so they'll carefully open it up um, and then they'll analyze it and and it will then become available for scientists around the world to study um, and then they'll analyze it for some of those organic compounds that I mentioned before that they suspect it's that it should have um, and then yeah, they'll just study it and see what they can find out of it. And because it's such a bigger quantity than the previous mission from Japan, they're hoping to get some extra information as to the formation of the solar system. How did it come about? Did asteroids have a potential to bring life onto Earth or water onto Earth and things like that? So um, that's the main reason why, the, why they're studying all these objects. So... Um, that's pretty fascinating, actually. So, with but so from the spectral analysis or from other um sort of lab investigation, etc. Um, oh. um, via maybe applications that they're using or, or however they get their sort of their data. Did they already know that this asteroid had? certain elements that they were really, really interested in and, and mm. they knew that they wanted to um, uh, sort of try to interrogate and, and see if maybe, I don't know, maybe they can use those uh, critical uh, minerals or whatever, maybe in the dust or... Yeah, yeah, they would have they would have known what they um, study or what what target to, to choose. Um because these missions cost billions and billions of dollars, obviously prior to launch, they have to make a decision where they're going to send these spacecraft and what um, what the mission accomplish, uh, uh, mission uh, objectives are. And so, yeah. yeah, they would have chosen that because to get to the answers of how did the solar system get created they need to work out they need to find something that is as old as as our solar system and right. so that's why they chose that okay um, cool. so do they have okay. a do, oh sorry go for it no no you go do they have a next step now they've got the dust 
what's yes so while they're studying and and researching the dust that they've collected the spacecraft that brought the little capsule that we just saw um that dropped on back to earth that spacecraft has now slingshot around the earth and it's off to its next target um, so it's off to another asteroid um, called apophis Ap apophis um, which it will reach in 2029 so it's got six years of space travel to get to to another asteroid and then bring that sample back oh my god it did in the 30s yeah it, it doesn't end yeah, no, it doesn't. It takes a really, really, really long time. Yeah, but it is what's fascinating pretty... is yeah. that it doesn't use much propulsion because it uses gravity from Earth or other planets or the sun to go around and get slingshot and using momentum to, to go fast to get to its destination. It's really, really fascinating how spacecraft and how they engineer uh, the travel. Have you Have you seen videos on that? Uh, yes, over the years or decades okay. since I've been into astronomy and space. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one time when we do science again, maybe you might be able to pull up a video and we can actually have a look okay. on, the, yeah. on the show because that'd be All quite right. interesting. That action sounds yeah. pretty interesting. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kexta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. So, conversations with plants. It's not as crazy as it sounds, and many people do talk to their plants. Do they? Um, they do indeed. And um, if you do do that, um, you very good chance that the, the plants will actually respond to what you're talking about. Ooh. Now, to be honest with you, my conversation with plants isn't exactly that. It isn't exactly that. It's just a sort of a, a lighthearted um, heading of conversation okay. with plants. But no, you can talk to your plants and it does make a difference. So get That's out it. there, people, and have a chat because I'd rather talk to them than ScoMo. So there you go. <laughs> yes, I was yeah. going to say it's better than talking to some people who talk back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So the summary is that plant scientists in uh, Sainsbury Laboratory, Cambridge University, are using light-based messaging to communicate with plants. And they're potentially revolutionising agriculture. They developed a tool called Highlighter, and it activates specific plant genes using lights to allow human to communicate with plants on a meaningful level. And this could lead to improved pest resistance, more efficient farming practices, and reduced chemical use. It's called uh, light-based communications. And um, as I say, they are exploring the concept of using light as a means to communicate with plants and activating their natural defense mechanisms and adjusting their responses to environmental conditions. And so these um, experiments, the research team developed a tool called highlighter which i just highlighted <laughs> and which which utilizes specific light conditions to activate target genes in plants and the technology enables humans to talk to plants by controlling their gene expression so the potential benefits are that by communicating with plants we could have significant benefits for agriculture it could help with impending diseases 
or pest attacks, allowing the plants to defend for themselves naturally. Mm. Without weed killers or no, without um well without any pesticides, herbicides, any chemicals of any kind. So additionally, it could assist plants in responding to extreme weather events like heat waves or drought as well. Interesting. So optogenics, uh, sorry, optogenetics in plants is a technique that uses light control cellular processes and um, has been challenging to apply to plants due to the existing photoreceptors. However, the tool, the highlighter tool that they've been working on, represents a breakthrough in using these optogenetics for plant control. So they were having a real issue before, but now they've created this um, highlighter tool. It's seeming to um, get them to the uh, place that they want to be when it comes to um, getting the results they're looking for in these investigations. In the development of the highlighter, the researchers accidentally discovered that the system um, had an independent blue light sensing behavior as well as the red-green sensing, mm-hmm. which is um, the highlight, which provided an alternative way to control the plant response. So um, so it's really interesting because uh, the, the highlight is so important, but by developing this highlight at all, they've <laughs> developed all the, uh, they've found out all these other um, systems of the plant and how they could utilise those for, to get the plant to look after itself mm-hmm. in, a, in a better, more meaningful way going forward. The highlighter's high-resolution gene control could be applied to study various aspects of plant biology, potentially, as we said before, leading to crop improvement, and the different light conditions could trigger specific plant traits uh, such as flowering or ripening. Oh, wow. So that, so that obviously is very much um, trying to get the plant to ripen and flower on your demand, which mm. I always, I sort of, I irk up a little bit on that because yeah, yeah, makes no sense to me to get out of balance with nature and yeah. playing around with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, there's, there's a fine line. There is a fine line. Uh, but I can understand what they're trying to do, and it, it looks like they're in the right, you know, their heart's in the right um, spot. But, mm. yeah, you do get a little bit concerned when you hear things like that. In, in conclusion, the, re, the research at Cambridge University is pioneering the use of light-based communication with plants through the development of the tool, the highlighter, and it holds great promise uh, improving the agriculture and the relationship with plants. So I, th- yeah. I just thought that was uh, quite fascinating, uh, what they're working on, what they're looking at. I'm not exactly sure um, what's next. I'm not exactly sure where they go from this and what the next, uh, what the next uh, lab experiments will be. But I just, I just thought that in its entirety was interesting. Yeah, no, it's very fascinating. It'd be good to see um, bigger studies or, or bigger sample size or see what results you get yeah no definitely it'd be really good to see if they start using some of those systems on some uh agricultural properties etc and um and they start working with uh, farmers etc 
yeah, it'd be really, really good to see if it is coming to fruition and mm. uh, what they're finding is working. Because obviously lab conditions is different to, you know, getting out there and being in the whole agricultural industry yeah. and blah, blah, blah. In I mean, IRL. Yeah. In What's IRL? Oh, in, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Come I'm on, not. Boomer. Yes. Sorry, I don't know what IRL means. I apologize. I've got no idea. I'm not, no idea. <laughs> not going to lie. That? I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> I've got no idea. Uh, NFI. NFI. I, I do know that one. Um, how NFI. about OKR? Yes, I know that one. Yes. Okay. Yes, I use that one quite often. I use that one quite often. All right. WTF I use a lot as well. WTAF. Yes, exactly When you're really right. perplexed. Yeah. Yes, which I have been lately. It's got to be honest. But yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, so interesting. I, yeah, look, I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, love it, love it. So yeah, no, I, I will sort of follow up on that in um, a few months' time when we do mm. another one and just see where they are with it and uh, see if they've got any extra um, uh, sort of investigations. It's actually mm. putting it into the industry and, uh, as you say, in IRL. So that'd be quite mm. interesting. Yeah. But now we've done enough babble in science, so now we're going to do some econobabble. Maynard Keynes wrote the book of Modern Macro, the man you need when the economy's off track. Depression, recession, now your question's in session. Have a seat. Anyone who sees this will see Wentz's dancing, and it's far better than mine. It's the economy, stupid. I'm Which says a lot because um, this white man can't dance. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither can this white man. Neither can this white man at all. So, but hit me with your econobabble, my friend. My econobabble. Uh, I'm going to be quick because I know we're uh, running a bit late tonight. Yes, that, that's um, right. It's okay. I know we are all suffering from the house price uh, going up and up and up and up and up across Australia. Um, I think I may have mentioned a few suggestions as to what could fix it, but living I'm in cars, living in cars or tents. Although, oh, yes. speaking of tents, did see little mini tent city at a park in Brisbane over the weekend, which I found pretty sad. But Jesus, that is not good. Yes, not good at all. Um, it's terrible. Back to this segment. Um, I'm going to focus on what New Zealand government has done. Um, nice. Back in 2013, they announced a change in zoning for um, building residents or homes, dwellings. Okay. Um, first, they tackled Auckland. Um, so that, that was the target city to see if it worked. Um, so basically what they did was they changed the low density zone to be a, uh, to a medium and high density zone. So that meant any single dwelling homes could now be built uh, with townhouses or or bigger apartments. Right. Um, so that was announced in 2013. In 2016, the changes took effect when the legislation um, Did they occurred. have a cap on how many floors these things were allowed to be? Uh, that I don't know. Didn't go into that much detail, this article. Um, but I suspect they may have in certain councils. I don't know how councils work in Auckland, whether it's the same here in Brisbane or other parts of Australia where, yeah, there are caps. Well, um, I'm only in a little town, you know, the little town I live in, and we've mm. got a 35-storey building Yeah, in the middle of it. Wow. So, Is that many ponds? Yeah. Is it that tall? Wow, I didn't realise it was that tall. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. <clears throat> so I've got a bit of show and tell. Um, so you can see in this graph, the very first one, um, I might just take us out of the picture so we can see the. Yeah, perfect. So we can see it a bit clearer. Um, 2013 is the first bar on the left, which is when the um, the announcement was made about changing the zone. Three years later is the second line in 2016. Oh, you yes. can see that you can see that the light blue line was already going up, but very slowly. Yeah. Before that, um, which is the zones where they made those changes. The dark blue line is the zone, are the zones that they didn't make those changes. So they're the ones that stuck with the same low level density approval um, process. And so the, after, yeah, hmm? sorry, Gaffrey. No, you go. No, no, I'm sure you'll tell me. Sorry, Gaffrey. So after 2016, um, when those changes came into effect, um, there was a boom in construction of homes and you can see the light blue just shoot up up until um, the recent data early this year where it's the uh, approvals were 16,000 dwellings compared to 4,000 for non-zoned or non-approved zones. Um, so what happened to the prices of homes and rent during the last seven years, uh, rents stabilized, uh, but the prices of housing went up, but didn't go up as quickly as it had been previously. Right. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have a graph of the price house prices during that period to see if it corrected itself. Right. Um, but the fact that we had high, they had high approval for. Uh, more dense um, dwelling compared to keeping single and doing the sprawl instead of going up. Um, yeah, so you can see that clearly in that graph. Um, so in the next graph, what we see. So is... that light, so that light blue, right? That mm -hmm. light blue, is that light blue? Is that dense housing? I is that um, apartment blocks? Yeah, so it could be townhouses, could be uh, apartment blocks. Right. The data doesn't show exactly the the mix of the dwelling, but it's what it does show is it's not single home on a single block of land. So right. It, yeah. Right. So what you're saying is they put in policies that said that. Um, these particular zoned areas, you have to build more than a house. It needs Correct. to be an apartment of some kind or a multi-person dwelling. Yes, multi-dwelling complex. Correct. And I suppose the thing we don't know is yes. how how dense could those buildings be, i.e. Yeah. how high could they be and yeah. how many people could live in those buildings. Correct. Don't know that. It's not in the data that um, that I was reading. Um, I'm sure there's other papers or other uh, reports on that would show that. Um, but what it does show is that we need to stop the urban sprawl and start densifying. Densifying. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. Um, our, yeah. Our cities. Yeah. You're basically saying we need to start being like Japan. Mm, yeah. 
pretty much. And pretty much most of the other Asian countries that are mm. sort of urban build. Um, issue here, probably even more than there, because they've only got like 4 million in the whole island. The whole country, yeah. Um, whereas we've got 26. Mm. Um, and I think... Well, without a doubt, I know that the issue here is that there's lots boomers in particular and older um, are NIMBYs in mm. that they don't want the density in their backyard where they built their block, yeah. you know, 20 years ago or whatever. They they don't want apartment blocks there. So, and I can I can see it from both sides. Mm. I can totally see it from both sides. I'm I'm not exactly sure what the answer is. No. But I, I can think it's see a combination of many things. Yeah, look, good on them for trying it. And, mm. and um, I mean, New Zealand's sort of good for that from a guinea pig perspective because, yeah. you know, it's not that many uh, people there sort of thing. So mm. it's good to try these things. I mean, yeah. um, and it's interesting you said, you said because I know for a fact that the New Zealand housing market's been hot for quite a long time. Yeah, that's, and, that's why it's relevant to us because they're – their market is very similar to Australia and yeah, it's become very unaffordable for many young people or many people in general. And yeah, prices have skyrocketed, rents have gone up or, and there's little rent. So very similar, similar to us. So it's a good, good example of, okay, yes, it's going to take a few years, but if we do something now, it will get better. Yeah, look, I as I say, uh, we we have to we, we have to do something. Whether it means that we just have more people moving out into the regions because mm. there's shitloads of land outside mm. the urban areas, but yeah. you know, we got seven million people in Victoria, but five million of them live in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, or you also or you, you also need the jobs to go out there as well because you can't yeah get a population boom in country. Victoria or any state without the jobs. Yeah. No, no, ab absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Look, it's it's interesting. It, it's yeah. really interesting. It'd be good if you just sort of uh, keep your um, keep tabs on that and just mm. see where that goes. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll try to do that. In the, in the next few months or so, just just see if, uh, yeah, just see uh, where it goes as any other um, sort of machinations uh, mm. with that because uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If um, I mean, I, as I said, I know for a fact they're trying to do that here, but I also know they're having a lot of fight back from a lot of boomers. Um, mm. And Captain, so. no. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So oh, that, that's my lot. Um, yeah. for no, this brilliant. Um, yeah, over brilliant. to you, my friend. Ex excellent. No worries. So what I thought I might have a chat. A friend of mine, Mick Diambo, actually, was telling me the other week how badly uh, Victoria was off when it came to um, the deficit that we have. Mm. Apparently, our deficit is more than all of the other states combined. Oh, well, right. yeah, I found that very hard to believe. And... And as I am one to do, I research my own information. <laughs> so, <laughs> absolutely. And so I've looked at quite a few different things, and this comes straight from the Commonwealth Bank. They have a they have a report they do every year. I think they might do it twice a year. It's called the State of States. Ooh. And Sounds so, like a match. yeah. Well, there you go. 
but I've I've got um I've got a couple of things here, and I think they might put things in perspective. And you may be surprised on a couple of things. So one thing I will ask you, Wincy, mm-hmm. when it comes to the state of the nation, i.e., the state, i.e., mm-hmm. which state of the nation, which one do you think leads in economic performance? In output, as in it earns the most. No, just overall economic performance. When you put um, everything together, I would say WA. Bow bow. Um, does Give it include territories? Uh, it, you... it includes everything. Yep, everything. and so territories. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go for Victoria because I think you're going to be very proud if if it was them. Uh, all right, tell me. Tasmania. Tassie. That was going to be Tassie. one of my guesses. Tassie. Wow. They are leading the nation in economic performance. How is they, that measured? I will absolutely go through that in, in a minute, but they are leading the nation. Uh, New, South, New South Wales is second. Mm-hmm. South Australia holds third position, Queensland's fourth, West Australia is fifth, and Victoria's sixth, and then you have the territories. So the annual growth rankings, when considering annual growth across economic indicators, New South Wales is in the top spot. They mm-hmm. also have the least unemployment. Okay. So if you want to get a job, that's that's where okay. to go. West Australia, Victoria, South Australia share joint third place in annual growth. The ACT is uh, six in that one. Uh, factors impacting economic performance. The economic performance of Australia's states are supported by a strong job market, blah, blah, blah. The rising interest rates are affecting pace. Well, we know that. Future economic trajectory depends on how inflation responds to higher interest rates. We know that as well. And what the RBA does going forwards, et cetera, et cetera. So Tasmania's strength and weaknesses. One of Tasmania's strength is it leads in equipment spending. Equipment spending. Equipment spending. What does that mean? Spending the, on what? Uh, equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I do uh, need coffee machines, um, washing I machines. Do, yes, I do need. <laughs> I, I do need. I do need to dig into that. But, however, its weakness is a relative um, population growth. There's only okay. about 440,000 people in all of Tasmania. Oh, right. It's very small, isn't it? It is. It's only a little bit... No, it's. I think it's either a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than Christchurch. Jeez, okay. In New Zealand. Yeah. And that's the whole island. But that's the whole island, yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas, <laughs> um, well, state. Sorry, state. That's the whole state. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't forget so, Tasmania. Come on. Yes, yes. Well, it's leading. It's leading. Yeah. I've, got, I've got some more info on that. So, anyway, New South Wales' uh, strength and weakness, uh, as I said, relative unemployment. Its weakness is in dwelling starts, which means uh. starting any house building. They've got a real housing. I mean, we've got – it's all around Australia, but they've got a real mm-hmm. one in New South Wales. So, um South Australia strength of window. South Australia ranks first in relative population growth, which is yeah, quite okay. surprising. Quite surprising. Well, I wouldn't people have going thought. into South Australia. That's amazing. Yeah, I've, I know lots coming out, but I didn't know yeah. people were going in. <laughs> so, 
There you go. You, until you do the research, you just don't Peter know. Um, must be doing something, right? Well, absolutely. It must be, <laughs> it must be all that gym work and swimming and yeah. people just want to come over and see his uh, oiled-up body. That must be it. Mm. Um, but their weakness is retail spending. And to be honest with you, I actually think that's a strength because we need to stop spending on yeah, shit we, need we don't spending. need. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we just uh, – if you watch War and Waste – Oh my God, we just spend so much on shit mm-hmm. we do not need. Yeah. It's something that uh, Ness and I've been doing a lot actually uh, lately, not spending shit on stuff we don't need. Um, yeah, good idea. Um, <laughs> um, looking at a wardrobe going, no, I don't need yeah. any more of that. And I don't, because yeah. I find it really hard now. Like I go past uh, stores mm. and I'll go, oh, I like that shirt or whatever. And I'll just go, no, don't need it. No. No, that's it. I just, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't need it. Exactly right. 100% correct. I mean, obviously, I need to get my um, uh, Black Dog um, Dancing with Black Dog. Yes, I need to. I need to get that. that. Yes, I need to get that. And i um, I got to find my shirt that she ruined. Um, oh, <laughs> she, she might have hidden it. I don't know where it is. But anyway, uh, if uh, anyone does not what we're referring to, if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, before the show one night, my other half ripped a shirt off me. No, it wasn't anything like that whatsoever. It was <laughs> my really out of people. Yes, that's right. It was really annoying, really, really annoying. And we had Mark Bassini on, and I said, oh, I want one of your shirts from Dancing with Black Dog because they probably look very good. And uh, so we're going to do a swap. So yeah. that's what that's about. That, that was episode 138 for those playing at home. So if you want to go listen to that or watch it on YouTube, go do that now. No, episode. after this episode. <laughs> Episode 138. <laughs> 138. Um, Season four. Ab- absolutely. So West Australia's strength and weakness. Uh, West Australia leads in relative economic growth. Mm-hmm. Not performance, but growth. growth. That's where I thought they'd be doing the best, but yes, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only so many states that can keep blowing up Indigenous um, artefacts. Mm, I, mean, I know. You know. Thanks, mining. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, there is a weakness in construction work done. Yeah, okay. Mm. Right. So housing and other buildings, I guess. Yeah. And we are, Victoria is exactly the opposite of Western Australia. We rank first in getting all our construction work done. Mm -hmm. And we are very weak in relative economic growth. (laughs) Mm. But the thing is, as Mm. a nation, as a country, as a world, we need to start thinking about a circular economy rather mm. than an infinite growing economy yeah. because we can't keep growing infinitely because that no. means we just keep depleting all resources that resources, we have. Correct, yeah. You know, so we we have to think of a better way. So every time someone comes on and says, oh, the economic growth was, was such and such and we need to be another percent next year. No, mm. we need to find another yeah. way. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't, don't don't listen to that, people. Anyway, yeah. ACT excels in retail spending. Yeah, Bastards right. are spending like there's no tomorrow up there. Considering so, they've got high rents, I'm surprised they have <laughs> yeah. in a, enough surplus money. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, I, I believe uh, it's quite um, – salaries are, are quite good in Canberra, I believe. Yeah, to be able to pay the rent. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but – 
But uh, again, um, yeah, like Tasmania, it's got a relative uh, population growth. It's so it's Low. pretty stable. Yeah, yeah. not not much okay. happening. NT performs well in relative economic growth, um, but it's got a weakness in retail spending. Um, so that gives you a little bit of an idea there. Of, and I won't go a lot further. I will just say a couple of things because I've got a little bit more extrapolation and just a couple of charts. And I know we've gone for a long time, so I don't want to um, keep tracking on. But I will just say this. The overall performance of all the states, Tasmania has retained top spot in the state of states' economic performance rankings, improving its ranking on retail spending. Tasmania ranks first on equipment spending and dwelling starts. So that's what we're talking about before, um, i.e. equipment for um, uh, creating construction mm. and, and getting their uh, housing and when they say dwelling, whether that is, uh, you know, um, compacted housing. Uh, there's a better mm. way of saying that. I can't remember what it is. Multi-dwelling, multi... Yeah, multi-person multi dwelling sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know if that is included in there. New South Wales remains second position. It's narrowed the gap with Tasmania, South Australia, slips to third, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but really, at the end of the day, Tasmania is Australia's best performing economy. Nice. Go Tassie. Yeah, so it, I was actually quite quite surprised by that. Yeah, extremely um, surprised. One thing I will say, Western Australia, and I, I find this quite uh, hilarious because um, Commonwealth Bank may know about maths, but they've got no idea about English because they don't know what a comma is. Because if you listen to if you listen to this statement, this sounds uh, pretty hard to believe. Ec economic activity in Western Australia in the year to March 2023 was 44. 0.1% above its normal or decade average level. Val. Say that again, how much? 44.1% wow. above its normal or decade average. 44% nice. wow. above. Wow. Yeah. What I think has happened there is there's no comma. Oh. So I think it's meant to say was 44% comma. Yes, comma. Above, above, comma, above its normal or decade above average it, level. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I so, think so. <laughs> but there is no comma there. So I read it the first time and I went, you what? Um, that didn't make any sense at all. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so they're uh, 44%. Uh, retail spending, ACT is 15. The lowest is in, in um, retail spending is 0 0.7. That's... Uh, the NT. Wow. That's pretty low. So I say, good on you. You're not buying mm. shit. Well done. Yeah. So um, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I think they're all busy um, fishing uh, up in good, NT. Good on them. In the they're not buying. Yeah, that's great. Right. They're not yep. buying. I, I, I like it. It's good. Unemployment, 37.8% below its decade average level. That cannot be right. With unemployment, again, no commas. With unemployment at 37.8%, comma, below its average decade <laughs> as the strongest job market. They really need to use commas. I am telling you. Anyway, this one, um, I'll, I'll get on to your Queensland one in a minute and then we'll close the show up. But I'm just going to do this one. 
construction work. Victoria now uh, is the strongest for construction work. So Victoria is now in top spot for construction work done in Victoria. Construction work done is 19.3%, uh, comma, above its decade average ahead of South Australia, up 14.9%. Oh. New South Wales and Tasmania comes with work done in both states, uh, 12, et cetera, et cetera. At the lower end of the scale, Northern Territory. New South Wales leads annual growth. In terms of annual growth rates, five economies of construction work higher than a year ago. New South Wales was the strongest performer with construction work at 8.8% higher than the year. But for construction work actually finished and um, all of it, Victoria has now got top spot. And... um, and you can tell yeah. when you're in the city of Melbourne because there's construction everywhere. You can. You <laughs> absolutely can. It's a bit of a minefield. Uh, if you are a um, if you're a tourist in Melbourne at the mm. moment, you wouldn't have a clue where you can go. I, cu- I couldn't even get into my building today. I didn't uh, realise they were doing construction on that. What? I, it's I, happening I, everywhere. I, Jeez. I, I went to walk into the building and they've closed and they've got all this scaffolding all around the building. I couldn't get in. I was like, shit, when did that happen? So, yeah, even people that live there, even people that live there. So I just wanted to, um, I was just trying to find Queensland um, because there was an interesting one on Queensland. Actually, I know where it is. Right. Okay. So this is me closing up. This is done. I thought this was interesting. Everyone has a go at um, Palaszczuk. I, I hear them do it quite often. But the government delivering a record 12.3 billion surplus. Queensland is set to continue its investing in critical initiatives across various sectors like renewable energy, infrastructure, critical minerals, skills, and training. These allocations aim to stimulate an economic growth, create job positions for Queensland for future opportunities, in traditional and emerging industries. Yes. There you go. 12.3 uh, billion surplus. I remember remember when Victoria had a few of those. Mm. I don't think it's Obviously, that's um, mining giving us the surplus, but we could be here for another 10 minutes talking about it, but uh, it does appear that Palaszczuk is moving in the right direction for mining and other renewables. So... But yes, that's good. That's good news. We're yeah, doing no, pretty well. It, no, it is good news. Um, I mean, you've got a, you know, you've got a strong. I, I hate saying strong, strong economy because that means it's growing. And I'm, mm. I know there's a better way, but mm. um, but we haven't quite found the better way yet. But at least it means that um, you know, you, you're sort of safe in the notion that you can pay your your debts in in mm. Queensland, etc. Exactly. So. But um, to be honest with you, though, it's pretty hard for states not to be able to pay their debts because they can all just borrow money internationally anyway. Yeah, so yeah exactly. It's so as long as those credit bit... ratings are high. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. And they, and all our states have got some of the highest. So when people, you know, get a little bit concerned or whatever, you don't need to be concerned. It's fine. They'll be able to pay all their debts. It's, it's not a problem. So anyway, people... That is your mammoth um, marathon. Yeah, a big one, a long it one. Was, it was, and it was because our banter was so long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I shite it on for too long, and then um, and you nasified for a while, which was awesome because yep. it was fascinating. Yep. So it was all interesting it was, tonight. It was. It was all interesting tonight, and this time next week, 
We just hope. Oh, actually, this time yeah. next week, you and I may not be on uh, line, correct? I'm correct. Well, I'm I definitely, I'm pretty confident I won't be because I'll be in country Victoria for the start yes. of next week. Yes. Um, hopefully, still celebrating our win. Yes, very final. much, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> I, I might just do a quick um, uh, rundown on the grand final if we win. If we don't, mm-hmm. uh, there will be no new blurt next week. So, because yeah. <laughs> we'll be um, we'll be uh, crying and under our sheets, yes, curled up. That's, that's exactly one hundred percent correct. Take so until until maybe hopefully next week or definitely mm-hmm. the week after. It's goodbye from me, people, and it's goodbye for me. Adios. See you, Wendy. Thanks as always. Bye. See you, buddy. Bye. Working hard for it, so it's good to be rewarded. It's really the way that I deserve. And you're going to be able to do so much with yeah. that as and well. I'll, yeah, yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so um, how are you going how with are... the whole voice referendum thing? Yeah, because it's so hard. It's really hard. It's hard for you, and also for us in ways. Yeah, and because it's complicated. It's just a big complicated it's, it's a mess. Mess. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. But it's you know? confusing mostly. It's just so hard. It's like what? what? Totally, exactly. You can always just vote no. Wait. Really? Actually? Because it is so confusing out there. I read online that indigenous people they don't even want it. Eighty percent of us do. Okay, but I saw a video of an indigenous person saying that it doesn't go far enough and I'd personally like it to go far enough. Me too, I'd like to go far enough for indigenous people for them. Okay, so you would vote no to this progress so that we can reconvene at an undisclosed point in the future and then go far enough. Yes, that makes sense to me. Finally, some sense. (laughs) So what about the voice doesn't make sense? Like, just, you know, what would be far enough? What are your thoughts? I've heard that it could divide the nation. How? Okay, so I have read something online about um, just the nature of democracy um, in general. Mm. Yes, because it's patronising to Indigenous people. And I would hate to patronise an Indigenous person. Okay, so it doesn't go far enough, but then it also goes too far. Yes. Because democracy. No. um... Have you Googled it? The voice, the proposal, the referendum. Have, Have you Googled it? You know what? I have not had heaps of time. It's just, I, yeah. Just busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Life. <laughs> yeah. Have you got your phone? Yeah. Can I see them? I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's see what you do have time for. What was the last thing you searched? Um, oh, well, just probably just... Oh. Did Aaron leave Love Island 13 because he had gonorrhea? Did he? Yes. The big questions. Uh, what is the voice referendum? Hmm. Oh, oh, you've just, okay. Um, the voice referendum means we are voting to have a body called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice who may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The voice will give independent advice to the parliament and the government and will be chosen by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people based on the wishes of local communities. 
That advice then goes to Parliament, who continues to hold the ultimate power for legislative change. Okay, well, that is quite clear. That was I mean, clear. I'd probably vote yes to that. I'll just vote yes to that. How did you find that? You just that got is, all of so this you from went on Google, Google and then you went on the, the, That's the, first, the result. first result there. Okay, well, you need to tell people about that, the Googling thing. So they, they should can... know about that. Wow. Authorised by Adam Briggs, South Melbourne. The new blurb is brought to you by Wency and Kickstarter, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, blurtstar.gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off the Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.